0: Listening to RMD Studios.
1: Welcome to the table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. to The Table Podcast. My name is Sean Rainey and I'm your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department of the Rocky Mountain Network. The goal of this podcast is to provide resources, training and networking to the ministries of the local church. I serve as a church ministries director here in the Rocky Mountain Network, and we're so excited today to bring you a topic that I believe is so necessary and so needed. I've invited my friend and sound and production guru, Dana Nix, to talk about seven mistakes that most churches make when it comes to media, sound, and production. Now, I've secretly titled this episode, Confessions of a Sound Man. Dannon, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. Man, we're so excited. Dan, and you currently serve as uh, an engineer and tech support for High Point Church and Aurora. Uh, you also own your own business called Underpin Productions. T- tell us a little bit about exactly what you do and kind of why you're
0: here today. So I work with a lot of companies and a, and a lot of different clients on audio, video, and photography production for events. Yeah, uh, And so that includes companies like Aero Electronics, Lockheed Martin, High Point Church small businesses around Denver Metro.
1: That's right. And we're also so excited. You're going to be helping us at youth convention this year, man. (laughs) We're pumped about that, man. Now, listen, we've all been there, man. We've been there in sound at church, a dead mic feedback. The track doesn't play, or maybe the pastor is asking you to put up a slide that was never put into the presentation (laughs) in the first place. And where does everyone look? the sound booth, man. Always the sound man's fault, it seems like. And that's a lot of pressure, man. Mm-hmm. That's a ton of pressure. Mm-hmm. If you could tell the church as a whole something, what would it be?
0: Technical difficulties happen. Yeah, They always do. You're, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how much you spend on equipment, something will always go wrong at some point. It's really just a question of when and how prepared are you to deal with it? That's right, man. That's so
1: good. Just knowing that that's going to happen and takes the pressure off a Mm -hmm. little bit. I feel Mm -hmm. like so many times I'll sit in a church service and boy, when something goes wrong, I'm squirming (laughs) and I'm feeling for that sound engineer. I'm feeling for that pastor, but it happens. It happens in the big churches, small churches. And so just being patient. Yeah,
0: it happens at Apple tech conferences. That's right. It happens everywhere.
1: That's good. All right, well, let's get real. Let's get honest and let's dive into some of these confessions of a sound man, if you will. Um, Tell us, what have you seen in your experience are those seven mistakes that most churches make when it comes to media and sound production, and maybe even how can we avoid these or course correct to make it less happen
0: in our services? Absolutely. Absolutely. The first one by far is putting too much pressure on your tech people yeah. for those mistakes. Mm. If the focus shifts from preventing those mistakes to having a plan to react when they happen. Yeah then that pressure goes away and everything goes smoother when they do happen and it's less noticed by congregation. It's less noticed by everyone watching.
1: That's good. That's That's really good. absolutely
0: by far and away number one. Um, Number two, media is really important. Yeah. Um, Not just your mics, not just your presentation, but your lights. Everything sets the mood for Mm. the space you're in. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not, the colors you pick for your your presentation slides changes how that comes across. Yeah. So it's really important. And I see a, a few places they don't put a lot of, uh, they don't put the due emphasis on it. Yeah. Um, it's, it always seems to be the last place for budget. It always seems to be yeah. the first place to cut
1: or it's like an afterthought, you know, right, most, most right. times I feel like, you know, as ministers, sometimes we, some of the most creative ideas come the morning of, right. and, <laughs> and man, we have to get better at that because man, we can really use media to help convey the
0: truth yes. of the gospel. Yeah.
1: It, it prepares people's hearts. It does.
0: It? it does. It absolutely sets the tone for everything.
1: That's awesome. So yeah. just getting out ahead a little bit or, or, or planning a
0: little bit more, even if it's a week of mm-hmm. and not morning of right. would be a, lot better yeah it it make things run smoother that's good for sure that's for sure N- number three goes hand in hand with that and i don't see a lot of places uh planning financially for yeah. upgrades mm. av stuff is really expensive yeah and it has a useful life of three to five years so if you're running on a 10 year old sound system chances are you're going to start to ex- to experience a lot more difficulties right. with that system so if you put together a plan even if you don't have the largest budget, the largest pool to work from. Yeah. Just some kind of upgrade plan. So when something goes wrong and you have to replace it, you're not going to Guitar Center and buying whatever micro- microphone they have. You already know what microphone you want for your future upgrade plans. That's right.
1: I always feel like when you don't budget for those things, you spend way more money in the long run.
0: You do, you like, really do.
1: Yeah, like what you just referred to, going to Guitar Center last minute to buy a cable, you're going to probably pay twice as much right, right. or and and get less quality. Even if you go run and buy a microphone, but if you budget in advance, you plan in advance, having things ready to go when something breaks, it's just what you said, have a plan. Yeah. Whether it's you know, a budget plan, a audio plan, a video plan, have a plan. I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. Let me ask you this question. And sure. this is maybe putting you on the spot. I just read this recently that, uh, kind of the frequency and maybe I'm using the wrong word here, man, but for, for wireless microphones mm-hmm. that, that we're losing, um, some bandwidth there or something's happening with that. Can you fill us in? About Absolutely.
0: That? Absolutely. So three years ago, the FCC sold off the 600 megahertz range. That's, 618 megahertz to 700 ish okay um there are a couple gaps in there that aren't but no microphone operates in that anyways okay so that got sold three years ago to wireless network providers t-mobile and Sprint specifically so those microphones in those blocks technically still work but there's going to be a lot of interference introduced into that mm. that spectrum And if you're caught using them, there's significant fines from the FCC. Really? Wow. So we've known about this for three years, and I've told everyone that I possibly can about it. It's no one's fault if you haven't heard about it, but things need to be done to either move your mics down into a lower frequency or to get rid of them entirely.
1: Okay. And so what are some easy steps to take right now that can help a church Solve this problem.
0: So the, the easiest way to fix it is replace it, new microphones. Okay. Now companies like Shure and Sennheiser, were offering some incentive programs. So okay. if you had a microphone affected by this change, you can send it in. They give you some credit if you buy a new system from them. The other thing that I recommend, especially large organizations, and I don't know how easy it is per organization, but if you have, let's say, in our case, if we have three churches that all need to buy, you know, five mics apiece. Yeah maybe they can band together and talk to That's one of the large manufacturers and say, what kind of deal can you make us That's good. on X number of microphones? Because the yeah. more microphones you need to buy, the more likely they are to give you a better deal on them.
1: That's good. Good information, man. All right, let's move on. Number four of the top seven mistakes that most churches make.
0: <laughs> uh, training. Yes. Training is really important. And I see a, a, lot of, um, a lot of churches run specifically on volunteers, which isn't a bad thing yeah. in and of itself. But they run on volunteers that have very little to no training. Mm-hmm. They know how the buttons on the uh, soundboard work. Yeah. But they don't actually understand some of the, the mechanisms behind the curtain. So, yeah, they can turn your microphone on, but they may not be able to dial down 125 to keep your, your, your mic from being boomy in that room. Yeah. They may not even know that that should happen. That's right. So even just cursory training, YouTube is huge for this. Yeah. Um, just some kind of video, some kind of, some kind of training good. is better than none. Yeah. And in this day and age, it's really, we have
1: no excuse. I mean, there's free trainings, like you mentioned on YouTube. Uh, there's also on each website, if you're using a, a Behringer soundboard or a Yamaha soundboard, you're going to be able to find trainings on their website. Absolutely. And so I love that mindset of even treating the, the media booth, as an instrument and you, you expect the worship team to practice, mm-hmm. you expect the pastor to practice and come prepared. And we expect the sound team and the media team to practice and to better themselves.
0: Right, right. Well, and that leads into number five for me is not having your media team at your worship band practice. Mm. Because so many things can be caught yeah. days in advance. That's right. Like, There's no need to be surprised on Sunday morning by an extra singer or switching an, a, an acoustic to an electric. That's like, right. Those things are done in practice. So having your your sound team there, even your full-on media team can can make Sunday very, very smooth.
1: That's good. Being at practice, being aware, knowing the order of service, even having notes written from the worship pastor can always Absolutely, help. absolutely. That's good.
0: Um, so n- number six is it's not, specific to, to, to worship, but the things that you put into practice to make your Sunday amazing from your media to your sound, it shouldn't stop on Sunday. Yeah. Like you can extend those principles through to your Facebook profile, to your Mm -hmm. Instagram profile, all your social profiles, your website, your emails, like having a consistent unified voice and look to everything your organization does. It really steps it up in the eyes of the general public. And when you do that, you lower that barrier to, um, that barrier to resistance. That's right. Like people are more likely to trust you. That's right. It's sending strong trust signals. So when someone's deciding whether or not they want to go to church or they got struck and they're Googling churches, Mm -hmm. you look very professional, amazing, and it makes them trust you easier.
1: Yeah. It's just having that brand almost just known for not only what we believe spiritually, but known for excellence and and known for allowing people to come in and have a great experience. I love that. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, Number seven is one that I I see more often than not, and it's not limited to houses of worship, churches. I see it at Fortune 500 meetings Mm -hmm. where you have an us versus them mentality between yeah. the people in charge and the sound team. Yeah. And it's really hard to overcome, but in the end, we are all working for the same goal. That's right. We are all on the same team. So blaming a, a, a sound a sound team person for anything that goes wrong, whether or not it's technically their fault, isn't beneficial yeah. to having a better outcome. That's right. Blaming Um, a leader or a pastor for, you know, really off the wall requests isn't beneficial for creating a better outcome. Like, yes, things are hard and difficult, but we are all on the same team fighting Mm. the same fight in the same struggle. I love that, man. Same team mentality. Yeah. Because we're all want to get
1: the ball across that goal line of salvation. Yeah. And the gospel being advanced. Let me take this kind of a little bit deeper, Dan, and Um, If you could encourage volunteers with one piece of advice, what would it be?
0: I'd say they are are more important than they realize. Yeah. And just to take one step further, like stretch yourself just a little bit in that service. And, you know, if you don't have any training available to you, maybe go watch some YouTube videos on your soundboard. That's good just stretch yourself a little bit in whatever field you're working in and the rewards are tenfold.
1: That's good. What about for the pastors? If you could encourage pastors and worship pastors with one piece of advice, maybe even from a volunteer's perspective, what would that be?
0: I, I, I would say put a, a little more emphasis on, on your media and your tech side. Yeah. Um, especially in today's world where everything is, it's, te- it's tech. That's right. Everything's a tech company. They yeah. happen to do something else. That's right. That's in, true. On the side. So putting a little bit more emphasis on that and not everyone's a tech person, mm-hmm. but I also think it might be important to then find someone you trust and know that is a tech person, whether it's just to bounce ideas off of, or just to, if you don't have an if you don't understand or know what to do, yeah. they can provide some advice. That's good. Like, it's important.
1: That's right. It is. And I would add to that, there is so much power in appreciation. When a volunteer feels appreciated,
0: man, they will go miles for you. That is, that's an excellent point. Excellent point.
1: Yeah. And appreciation doesn't mean that they have to be put on full-time salary. Not at Or all. they have to be sent on a cruise or the Bahamas for a vacation. It could mean just, walking in with their favorite Starbucks drink or a gift card every now and then a, a, a date night yeah. for them and their spouse. Just something that shows that I appreciate what you do. And I recognize the sacrifices that you make.
0: Well, it, it's really impressive what just a handshake and a smile will do. Man, that's Just awesome. saying, thank you. I value what you did today. That's good. It goes a long way. That's huge.
1: Now I know this with, especially we mentioned this earlier in, in the sound booth, it seems like we can throw a lot of money at <laughs> problems, yeah. um, but we all know that doesn't really fix everything. So if, if you could say like, what is one thing that you've seen that's really made the biggest impact in the area of sound, video, or media, maybe a church that doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars or even a thousand dollars, you know, what should they focus on?
0: I think it's a tough question because it's going to be different for every single, every single entity. Yeah. It's going to be different based on what you currently have and where you need to go. Um, I know we were talking before we started recording about how the production is important and it's a couple of different components. Yeah. Like you have a video side, you have a lighting side and you have an audio side. Now, if you have a very strong audio side and a very strong video side, but your lighting is terrible, mm. then I'd say try to focus on that lighting side, yeah. and vice versa. You kind of you want to balance it out a little bit. That's right. Now, the other thing I'd say is the emphasis isn't always where a lot of people want to put it. Like I, I walk into to churches and they have a ten thousand dollar soundboard yeah. running a two hundred dollar speaker. Oh
1: man, and yeah. it's
0: like I have this advice that I give almost everybody, and it's in your sound chain and your video chain work from the outside in. Mm. So like microphones and speakers are the outsides of that chain. Yeah. So if you have a terrible microphone going into a $10,000 soundboard coming out of a $200 speaker, it's going to sound like a $50 microphone and a $200 speaker, not a $10,000 soundboard.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: So trying to find some balance in that because everything is expensive, but a $2,000 speaker Running sound off of a $200 mixer sounds better than the opposite. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah, I love that analogy, working from the outside in. And then I think also, I heard you say this too about just thinking critically. Yes. And in that plan, can you talk a little bit more about that? Even for a, a church that maybe a smaller church working with all volunteers, where mm-hmm. do they start with all of this?
0: I, I think thinking critically about the entire entirety of media yeah. is ver- really important. Like you can get lost in, we need our sound to be better, or you can get lost in, we need a video wall. Yeah. But if you're not looking at your entire uh, media production, then you're going to, you're going to miss something. So thinking critically about how those are, and actually taking a really honest self-assessment about where you are And then trying to visualize and articulate where you want to be. That's good. Is going to be very important and very productive because that's the foundation of the plans we talked about earlier, like coming up with a plan to upgrade. It's thinking critically about where you are and where you want to go. Yep is really important.
1: I love it, man. Just kind of to recap real quickly, you talked about initially uh, not feeling that pressure. Don't make that sound (laughs) booth feel the pressure. You talked about a media plan, just kind of overall media plan as well as a budget. Uh, you know, thinking critically about that budget. You talked about trainings, getting them there at practices, keeping that experience and that brand of excellence. And then I love that last one, the us versus them. Man, we're on the same team. We're all going for the same goal. Absolutely. And, and man, this this you know, that sound booth is not the enemy of the pastor. It's it's not the the scapegoat of everything that goes wrong. And we're working hand in hand together. Worship team, sound, media, every bit of that service is pointing people towards Christ. Yes. Dan, and thanks so much, man. Absolutely. This has been rich. This has been so good. Uh, I've just loved hearing your heart. And I know, man, just from watching you, the excellence that you bring to everything that you do. So Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you so
0: much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Hey guys, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and there's many more episodes, lots of resources. Be sure to click on the table on on the Rocky Mountain website, rmdc.org. Go to the church ministries department and click on the table and you can subscribe to this podcast so that you can get these sent to your email directly. Hey, we thank so much for all that you do. We're here so that the ministries of the local church succeed. Thanks for joining us here at the table. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com.